Welcome to the Filipino American Women Project, a podcast show that shares stories and life lessons told by individuals living or have lived in America that are of Filipino descent and identify as female. I'm your host, Jen Amos, a fellow Filipino American woman, and I'm excited for you to join us. Let's get started. All right. Hi, everyone. Jen Amos here with the Filipino American Woman Project podcast show. And as always, I have my incredible co-host with me, Nani Dominguez. Nani, welcome back to the show. What's up, everyone? And we are stoked like we always are because every time we get to do a show, it means that we get to interview another incredible uh, person in our Filipino American woman community. So I want to introduce you all to Melissa Bareang. She is a morena meditation guide and space holder. Melissa, welcome to the show. Hello, thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Yes, it is our absolute pleasure. Why don't we start, Melissa, with you sharing, how did you hear about the project? And more importantly, why did you decide to join us today? Yeah, I heard about the project through another podcast that's hosted by a Filipino woman. It's called Bruja Baddies. And then I think I followed them on Instagram and then yours was like a suggested follow. And then I dived really deep into it, <laughs> like listened to almost all of them within like the next like week after. And so, yeah, it was very inspiring and like super influential to know that like as other women were kind of feeling the same way and in this place of self-discovery too. And hearing both yours and Nani's stories and then all the other guests, I think that just really inspired me to tell my own. So yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, what do you feel like was maybe the number one or two things that really resonated with you as you went through our show? Yeah, I think just hearing that other Filipino women are in this place of self-discovery as well. And then I think when you're in this stage, you start to dig deeper into your roots and your ancestry. And then I realized that there was like a void in me that I didn't really know much about. And then I started really realizing how much colonialism has to do with our identities as Filipinos or lack of identity. And then I think hearing, I forget her name, um, Jay, the one about like decolonization. Yes, Jay Alumepeg. Yes, we know her so well. (laughs) Yeah, and so I had been kind of like just dipping my toes into it a little bit and then hearing that really just like validated all of like what I was feeling because I didn't really have the language to put anything or maybe like the background in education to kind of put it into words and so that was very like healing just to hear that and then yeah just hearing like all the other women's stories about just self-worth and finding themselves and I think these last few years have consisted of like a lot of deep healing and unpacking for me and really getting to the root of my patterns and why they were present and like this year was kind of me stepping into my power and really you guys just set an example or set the foundation for that <laughs> so yeah oh well thank you I, that's so beautiful I, I that makes me so happy <laughs> to hear and you know I yeah. feel like that I feel like that's what we're doing by providing our stories is we're coming up with a new language for ourselves, new verbiage, right. new ways to describe our experience as Filipino American women that mm-hmm. no one else can explain. Like our parents can't describe it. You know, our peers can't describe it. Like we have to discover it. And I think 
you know, for me, like, although the show is, you know, prepped with questions and stuff, I really come to the show open minded. And I try to do minimal research on the person we're about to interview, because I want to learn directly through them, you know, there's been many conversations we've had just this year where I had epiphanies I didn't know I would have just in talking to someone on the show. So I love that this has been one of those tools for you to explore, uh, do self-discovery and find deep healing. And I'm honored to, you know, be part of your journey. And, you know, it's really an honor to be part of your space, you know, like the fact that you've made space to listen to our stories and everything. So thank you so much for that. And the feedback is, it's just golden. It's greatly appreciated. And it really affirms what Nani and I are doing here with the Filipino American Women Project podcast show. So thank you. Yeah, thank Mm. you. And I just wanted to add just the like you guys like saying like, oh, share your story. I think that kind of gets us out of I think as Filipino women, we're kind of used to being in the background and, you know, staying on in the sidelines and everything. And so it kind of gives us permission in a way to just say like, Mm -hmm. okay, I'll do this. I'll step into this. And it's a way for me to stretch and expand. And it's also like giving yourself permission too, without like you said it, but not waiting for anyone else to really kind of like give you that permission. And I think for me, it's like really important for anyone else who has like a fear of being truly seen just to know that they're not alone and that they can step into leadership, like no matter where they are on that path and just kind of being imperfect. And yeah, because I've always been like a very shy kid. So this for me is like very out of my comfort zone. So I think it's important for people to see like people who are still in the very early stages of this process. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Nani, I hear you agreeing a lot. Do you have any thoughts you wanted to share? Um, Yeah, I mean, I was thinking pretty much everything that you just said, Jen, about how doing these podcast shows is, you know, our attempt at normalizing the Filipino American experience and really Mm -hmm. creating, like you said, that language for us all to use to articulate these feelings that we all know that we have and know that we share, but we don't always have the right words, Mel, like you said, to to articulate them. Mm-hmm. So I think that just having these conversations, naturally we're doing that. And I know that for you, Mel, a huge part of your journey, which I think I've now realized after our little one-on-one yeah. last week or whenever <laughs> that was, that it, that meditation is has mm-hmm. been a huge part of your journey that I think is maybe when you first start out in the whole self-discovery path or exploration when I started, I didn't feel like it was really high on the top of my priority list. But Mm. after our little session, I kind of, I feel really differently about it now. And it's something that I really Mm. want to dive more into and learn uh, how to do essentially. So I think that where you're at in your journey, and even just by following you on Instagram and seeing um, like the things that you post and reading your captions, like it's really apparent that you've kind of reaped the benefits of that and you have really mastered that process. And I think it's wonderful and just like so beautiful that you're offering to share it with people and be a guide yourself. So yeah, that will not be our last conversation. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that and like for seeing me and yeah, it's just like a reflection of you, you know? (laughs) So yeah, thank you. Yeah. (laughs) 
course, my pleasure. I love how you said like that was a reflection of you because I think part of this project is really, it's not about necessarily sharing our stories. It's about the listener seeing themselves in our stories. And I think that's the importance of community and and sharing and, and doing a project such as this is, you know, I, I think to myself, like lately, I've just been so obsessed with following like the people we've interviewed on the show. Uh, <laughs> like right now, I just bought Kay Fabelia's uh, book called Rewrite Your Story. <sighs> and she talks about, you know, what she's gone through as a, you know, Filipino American woman now an expat in Madrid, Spain. And, you know, she talks about how very early in her 20s, she burnt out really quickly. And she had to rewrite her story. But early on, even after burnout, she thought she was already a failure. She thought it like her life was older, like over, even though she was in her young 20s still, you know what I mean? And so, and so I have been really obsessed lately about like just following everyone and seeing their journey and and (laughs) promoting them and, and the stuff that they're doing. And I just can't get enough of it. Like right now I work with my colleagues I mainly work with white men, including my husband. And so I find myself when I am looking for a stress reliever, I go on our Instagram account or I look at, you know, our stories uh, on Instagram and I kind of see, I was like, what's everyone up to right now? Or or I kind of see like, you know, how many listeners did we get for our last podcast show? But I, I find myself just kind of defaulting to this project. And I think, I think there's something like, I find something comforting about it. And, uh, I've really allowed myself this year to just embrace exploring my identity as a Filipino American woman, which is a lot more than I feel like I've ever done (laughs) in my entire life of being a Filipino American woman. And I believe it's because, you know, many people say that we've created a safe space for them with this project, but all of you have created a safe space for me as well. You know, hence why Mm -hmm. I kind of default to looking at our Instagram or, you know, the people that we're following, because it's just nice to know that we're all in this together and together we're sharing these stories and, and coming up with a new language to really feel enough, you know, to say the least. Right. (laughs) Yeah, I totally agree. And it's like, it's nice, like even feel like you can be a part of this community as your whole self rather than compartmentalizing like parts of you, like, you know, like mm-hmm. kind of repressing this like Filipino-ness like in the back, you know, but yeah, it's a big part of us. And I really want to thank you guys for cultivating that. Oh, thank you. It's healing for both of us. You know, it's, it's therapeutic, <laughs> right, Nani? <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, 100%. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of Filipino American women on this show, there's a lot of ways people identify what being a Filipino American is and first and foremost, but for this show, we identify Filipino American women as individuals who live or have lived in America that are of Filipino descent and identify as female or pronouns she, her. Well, Mel, why don't you share with us a little bit about your family background and why you identify as a Filipino American woman? Yeah. So my mom and dad were both born in the Philippines and they were born in a province called Laguna and my mom came here first and then my older brother and dad stayed in the Philippines like while she worked in the States to bring them over. So I feel like I've always had this strong connection and like to my mom as being super resilient and strong and kind of like this matriarch figure and I feel like I always wanted to be like her you know just like very sure of herself and kind of like she'd never really showed like any weaknesses so I think that had a lot to do with like my childhood I was I think I shared this with you Nani I've always been like very sensitive and 
empathic. Mm -hmm. And so my mom, like, you know, she had good intentions. She just wanted to protect me, but she would always like kind of like try to shut that part of me out because, you know, like this world is not built for sensitive people. (laughs) And so, yeah. Yeah. And so she kind of, although she's very loving, she didn't want us to really show emotion. And so we would kind of have to I don't know, not repress it, but not really welcome it. Yeah, desensitize, you know? And so I think that is very like prevalent in the Filipino community. There's like this negative stigma um, of just like our wider range of emotions and I really started to explore that after I did like my yoga training and started getting into meditation. And yeah, and I realized that it, it is like a strength. And my mom has been so open minded and just really welcoming all of it and embracing it and really just like being so supportive of this whole new path that I've taken. And I'm very lucky in that sense, you know. But yeah, I'm just learning that it, she kind of had to be tough for us you know what I mean and but yeah that sometimes it doesn't serve us anymore and she's giving me the space to really explore that yeah beautiful my mom is the same way I actually I think my the way that my aunt described it is my mom has always been she's always been like insensitive like she's just very direct with her language like even if she speaks in her native tongue yeah, And I too am a highly sensitive person. I'm an empath as well. Yeah. And I feel my emotions really deeply. And one of the strains I had in my relationship with my mom is, you know, because I was who I was and, and she was who she was, I felt like there was a lot of emotional neglect in our relationship, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. when we lost my dad. So my dad, he was more of the empathetic one. Like he was, he treated me like I was his princess. Like he always gave me the time and attention. Aww. And he'd always hold me and carry me, you know, and love me. And he'd always get mad at my brother, like just for me, you know, like (laughs) he was like, he was my ally, you know, when I was growing up. Um, But when I lost him, I felt like the rest of my relationships from then on were very toxic and emotionally neglectful. And that really, that really traumatized me growing up. And, you know, I was still an emotional, sensitive person, still am today. I just had to internalize all of it. You know, like I had to find my own outlets like journaling or like I used to write fan fiction for my favorite video game. (laughs) Like I used to like, I had this whole inner world that I really delved into because I got to a place um, you know, growing up where I was like, okay, no one's going to emotionally support me. So I remember mm-hmm. when someone actually did, I would choke up. Like I would like try to act like I wasn't about to break down, but it was so like, right. it threw me back, you know, cause like, wow, someone actually wants to know how I'm feeling, <laughs> you know, and what I'm yeah. going through. And uh, luckily in the recent years with all the work that I had, I went through for myself personally. I mean, obviously it's, it's always a work in progress, but I feel like I'm mm-hmm. at a healthy place now where I can communicate my feelings with people and not ask anyone to fix it, but to just be present with my feelings, you know? So right. I, so, so with that said, I, I totally hear you and I think it's awesome that you know your mom is very supportive um, with what you're doing and you know I I feel like a lot of Filipino American women are uh, highly sensitive people it's just we haven't been given the space for it and I feel like we're making more space for it now I don't know if it's just because of this podcast but I I feel like we're in a a generation (laughs) now where like mental health is so important it's no longer taboo 
And therefore we can talk about these things like, oh, I'm being emotional today. I'm being sad today. You know, it's okay to have these conversations today. I do think it's important to have it with the right people because there's still those people right. who are not in tune with their emotions. You don't want to be around those people when you're mm-hmm. feeling sensitive. But yeah, you know, I just think yeah. it's, it's a beautiful thing to discuss and bring light to because I do believe that being a highly sensitive person and an empathetic person is an advantage for us. Right. Mm-hmm. I agree. Totally. And I just want to kind of like reiterate my yeah. mom was like, she was very nurturing. But I think like I internalized all of the like sensitivity and everything. And so not really blaming her or anything. I think like she didn't know how to deal with it. But Mm -hmm. yeah, like and then that manifested in like a lot of other things. Like I would have panic attacks and I didn't know what was going on. And she was like very supportive, but we were like very like confused on why it was happening. But yeah, if we internalize it, it, it just comes out through our physical bodies in other ways. It'll find its way out. <laughs> you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah. All right. Jenny was here jumping into the middle of our show, as I always do, to remind you why this show is possible. So, you know, at the end of every episode, I tend to say, if you didn't catch our guest contact info, don't worry, we'll have those in the show notes. Check them out. I worked so hard on them. You're welcome. Well, it's been brought to my attention that our show notes are not as easy to find as I thought, which is why starting summer 2020, the Filipino American Woman Project is proud to be partnering with Captivate, the world's only growth-oriented podcast host. Captivate is created for independent podcasters, designed from day one to help you to focus on audience growth and the expansion of your audio influence. One way that Captivate makes our lives easier as independent podcasters is by taking the guesswork out of making a website for your show. That's right, a website for your show. So listeners, starting summer 2020, finding our show notes will be so much easier. All thanks to Captivate. You're welcome, as always. If you're about to start podcasting or are getting burnt out from all the extra work of producing one, like building a website, consider a seven-day free trial, that's right, free, with Captivate by visiting thephilamwoman.com. That's the philam, short for Filipino-American, woman.com. Or, you know, check out our show notes in the meantime, which is in the details section of each episode. Once again, you can visit thephilamwoman.com or visit the details section of this episode. Yeah, totally. The way that it came out for me in my young 20s was mm-hmm. uh, I had eczema breakouts. So I have uh, eczema and I have, you know, basically, <laughs> oh, girl. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I remember one time it was like in my early 20s, I remember my skin was just breaking out. Like my whole right hand was covered in eczema and that's my dominant hand, uh-huh. you know. And oh I remember God. I could barely like bend. I know this is like really graphic, but I could barely bend my fingers without my skin cracking. And yeah. it, I got to a place where I was like, I couldn't go to meetings because people would want to shake my hand. It's like, I can't shake, I can't shake your hand. Like my, you know, my skin is awful right now. And it, so it really got me to take a step back. And I realized like, you know, despite eating healthy or whatever, I realized that it was my stress levels that were really making my, my skin break out. But you're right. Like it comes out eventually one way or another and and, and physically is a, is a good example. Yeah. Yeah, I have um, eczema on like my eyelids. And yeah, I would be so embarrassed, like, because it was in middle school, and everyone was like, staring. And yeah, like, it'll find its way out. 
Mm-hmm. Crazy. Yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, thank you for, for sharing that. Nadia, I want to check in with you. Did you have any thoughts or questions? No, just agreeing with you guys. I mean, on the whole, being just a sensitive person, that's, I think, anyone who's listened to me talk for more than five seconds could tell. <laughs> I'm super sensitive <laughs> and I've always, always been that way. And to my family, I feel like now that I listen to you guys kind of talk about it and go back and forth, you know, that was just the way that they have interacted with me throughout my life is probably just their way of trying to give me some tough love so that I can deal with the rest of the world. So yeah, that sheds a little light on my experience, I guess. And yeah, I definitely relate on the whole physical thing because I definitely before this year have never really paid attention to my mental health at all let alone chose to like even acknowledge that it, you know, was an important thing. And it definitely came out in a lot of different physical ways, like all at one time, which was an interesting experience for me because I'm someone who was typically very healthy before and never really got sick at all and had a really great immune system. And this last year has just been me pretty much focusing on trying to rebuild that, like my body. (laughs) Because yeah. it was just, you know, physically so depleted. So it's it's not a joke, you guys. But I feel like most <laughs> people will not really appreciate the significance of that statement until it happens to them. So that's how mm-hmm. I was. <laughs> so yeah, learn from our lessons, you. listeners. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, Please. your feelings matter. And if you think they don't, like, look at your body. And if your body yeah. is, right. is stressed out, if it's showing, like, if your skin's breaking out, if you're getting sick mm-hmm. often... You know, that's your body it. That's, will let you know. Yeah. 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 I, your body tells you things that, you know, you might not want to hear. <laughs> yeah. I remember Absolutely. I had a, one of my friends, uh, she's an acupuncturist. And I remember one of the mm-hmm. uh, first sessions I went with, went to her for appointments. I was telling her like, I'm fine. I'm fine. You know? And then she was like, <laughs> you're telling me you're fine, but your body is saying otherwise. And that's, <laughs> that was like one of the first time I was like, how can you tell? Like, no, it's not, it's not true. <laughs> but like to really like notice that and to realize like, oh, that's why I'm having these breakouts. That's why I can't sleep well. That's why I'm exhausted Mm -hmm. all the time. That's why I get sick often. It's like, you know, how you feel really makes a difference and how you see yourself and how you love yourself. It really makes a difference. So yes, yes, listeners, (laughs) real talk. (laughs) This is is, very real real. thing. Yeah, I used to get sick all the time when I was younger. And we used to think because I was born premature. So my mom and I were like, in and out of like the doctor's office all the time. And I was like, oh, maybe it's just because I was born premature and like my immune system. But I just started realizing it's like all the stress that I was building up in my body. And yeah, and also like came out in I started growing gray hair like at, when I was like 18. And so oh, wow. that's when I was like, yeah. And so that is still like a thing that I deal with. You know, it's like the meditation practice doesn't just like magically like get rid of all your problems and your stress, but it's like an everyday thing that you have to kind of practice. Adjust, yeah. Yeah, adjust, you know. And so I'm just realizing, yeah, the the body holds a lot of wisdom. (laughs) Beautiful. I love it. There's this book. It's not really about like highly sensitive people, but it sort of is. It's called Quiet, The Power of Introverts Mm -hmm. by Susan Cain. And it's a scientific study of like how introversion is real, you know, and like how there is um, not enough space in the workplace for introverts to work in their best, like to work as them, their best selves. 
Wow. And there's a part in there that, yeah, yeah. And there's a part in there that says like, there's a direct correlation with like introverts also being considered highly sensitive people. And it shows yeah. like, it says that it's built in us, basically. It's not like we adapted being highly sensitive people. It's in our DNA to be highly sensitive. And they show yeah. studies of like, you know, the difference between those type of people versus extroverts, or people who are maybe not as in touch with their emotions. So don't quote me on that. But I remember that's part of like, uh, my takeaway from reading that book is like, you know, this is this is all real stuff, like these emotions, these feelings are real, and they're they're built in us. And it's important to acknowledge it and embrace it and be kind and gentle to ourselves and, you know, listen to our bodies and take care of ourselves. Yeah, I totally yeah. believe that. Just because when I'm around a lot of people, even if it's people that I love, by the end of it, I feel like very drained, you know, and then okay. I, I feel like I need to like recharge. And I used to think like, oh, maybe it's the people but even with my the people that I love the most it's like I still can feel all of like what they're feeling and people yeah. like when I was younger would say like oh you're just overthinking but now I'm I feel like that's more like intuition you know you kind of know what other people like are carrying when they walk into the room and and being an empath when I was younger I, I didn't know what was mine or what was theirs and I didn't know how to uh, distinguish like that boundary but you know now I kind of I I'm better at it but I still need a lot of alone time <laughs> and I'm yeah. understanding that before I used to kind of just be like oh why am I like this like everyone's asking me to go out but like I feel tired or <laughs> and kind yeah of myself I just don't want to yeah yeah I love it yeah it's it's so important for empaths I think I'm not speaking on behalf of everyone but from what I gather from what you're saying because <laughs> I, I feel like I can relate to it as well is you know we have to make space for ourselves to recharge um in mm -hmm. fact our listeners probably know by now I'm going to be going to I feel like I don't, I don't know if this will be out by the time I go travel to uh, California. But anyway, I'm going to be traveling in California. <laughs> and I could easily stay at my mom's place. I could do that. I could totally like, yeah. just be like, hey, mom, I'm going to like crash <laughs> on your couch and all that. But I have deliberately gotten myself an Airbnb for an entire week to myself. I'm not sharing it with anyone. Yeah. Because I know that I'm going to be interacting with a lot of people. I'm going to be catching up with like friends and family. And I know that like when I come home, like the last thing I want to do is like have my mom ask me about my day. Like I will, I will meet, I love my mom. I love her. <laughs> mom, I love you. Um, but it's, it's more like, it's more like when you know you're ready to check out and then like someone's there, yeah. you're like, oh, I can't, I can't really yes. check out. And then also my mom has three roommates and if I'm sleeping on the couch in the living room, like I'm not really going to have like any time, that like time. any private time yeah. to myself. So I, yeah. uh, I had already like thought of that ahead of time and just the thought of it was already beginning to stress me out. So when oh. I realized I was like, you know what, I'm going to get an Airbnb and now I just feel I just feel so like at peace already at the thought of going to California. Having when I your visit own faith. Oh, yeah. 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 I think that really that was important. a really healthy like plan that you did, Jen. I'm proud of you. I think <laughs> Thank so you, too. Nani. I'm Thank like you. really acknowledging you and like applauding you for that because that's something <laughs> that's hard like for like Filipinos as well because I feel like family is such a big thing for mm -hmm. us and then so a lot of yeah. feelings get hurt if you say like I, oh I want to you're essentially setting a boundary for yourself and that's that's hard you know and I think yeah. a part of growing up is knowing that you could love your family but also that you you require some space 
too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think like love doesn't have to be invasive all the time, or it doesn't you don't have yeah. like, like you don't have to be attached to someone to prove that you love them. You know, like even yeah. with like my husband and I, like we work together, but like I have an office just for me that he doesn't work in. Like it, it's my private space, you know. And then at mm-hmm. nighttime, we could easily like catch up and stuff. But even he needs his time, and so he hangs out on the roof and just like does his introvert thing, and then I hang out in the office and do my podcast thing. And it's like, it's just, I don't know who led us to believe that you have to be in a, I don't know, like a codependent relationship when you love someone, Mm -hmm. but you don't need Mm -hmm. to be in a codependent relationship. Love is abundant. Like love is a lot more resilient and stronger and stronger than, than we give it credit for. And having space away from my mom is a way to demonstrate how I actually love her, not how I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And you, you probably can show up better for her because you're feeling like filled up and you're not feeling like depleted. You know what I mean? So I right. think and through that, yourself, you probably show her the importance of also having that distance too. So that maybe her, yeah. next time her feelings don't get hurt, you know, yeah. like she sees the benefit that it has when you're there. So she's not going to really like argue with it. Right. Well, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. no, exactly. <laughs> and, and also, yeah, um, also my mom can like, you, you know, this, this is my mom. She just feels compelled to, you know, still uh, treating me like a child. She wants to make me food. Yeah. She wants to give me everything Aww. like children. She'll, she'll have food on her plate and I'm like what are you eating and she's all like I'm eating fish do you want it yeah. and like she she's already yeah. like ready to give me the plate and I'm like no 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 I was I was just asking I was just asking it's fine I don't you know like don't worry mom or like or like when I'm about to go somewhere she's like oh do you want fruits can I pack you fruits like um do you want yeah. my car do you want to use my car to drive around you know San Diego like she's no she's she's great like that I love her for that but I also like to believe I'm doing her a favor by like saying no and be like no mom it's yeah. fine like just relax it's all good yes I will take your car but other than that don't worry about (laughs) 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 yeah but anyway I feel wow what a really cool conversation about like just how uh, powerful love yeah just how powerful love really is and you know you don't have to prove your love by constantly like being around someone or like being a helicopter you know spouse or like friend you know it's it's a lot bigger than than that I just feel very grateful to have this conversation today about love. So thanks, ladies. Yeah, thank you. I feel like when people push like too much, like then the other person pulls away, right? Like when you're in love or like friendship or something like, I feel like the less like hold or grasping that we have on it, the more than we can let the love actually flow authentically. You know what I mean? Instead of like doing that hovering helicopter thing. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And I think with that said, I feel like people tend to, and I think about this in my last like toxic romantic relationships, but I I think about how the love I had, I was really acting out of fear, not out of love. You know, I was afraid to lose, I was afraid to lose someone. I was afraid afraid to and so I would do everything to to try to you know cover up that fear you know by trying to be something mm-hmm. I wasn't or trying to be overly accessible and I just remember when I broke up with my ex of like 6 7 years I say six or seven because the last year was very complicated. But I remember I came to a place where I was all like, I'm going to let you go because I love you. You know, like not because I didn't say that to him. That's what I was thinking. I was like, I have to like, I love you enough to realize that I'm hurting you. I'm not helping you. And you're meant for something else. I'm not going to say something better because you know, like I'm, I'm a prize. There is no better. (laughs) There is no better, but you're meant for something else. How about that? (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, that's good. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. That's beautiful. But I feel like that's so big of you, like to to do that for him and for yourself. You know, I am currently in a relationship, and we have been together for a year. But before that, we were together for five years, and so this is like we were together for five years when we were younger and we were living together. And I definitely had this like fear of like losing him and. I was always acting out of fear, like being very clingy. You know what I mean? And、mm-hmm. I had no idea who I was outside of being his girlfriend because I was so emotionally young and actually、mm-hmm. physically young too. And yeah, I kind of revolved all my plans around him, even like life plans. And then towards the end of it, I was like, oh, it doesn't seem like there's like real, a real future here. So I kind of like started shedding light on it, and I made the choice to leave. And then we were broken up for three years, and. I remember that, like after the breakup, I had to Google like hobbies for women because <laughs> I was like, who am I? Like, what do I、Love、do?、It. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's <laughs> that's where I found yoga, and I was like, okay, I'll try yoga, and it was really fun. And then I did a training, and that kind of led me to like this whole healing path and finding myself. And then we found our way back to each other, like three years later, and he came to one of my yoga classes, and then. I'm finding I was really nervous at first because I was like, oh my god, am I gonna be that same person who was very fearful and just I didn't know who I was and I feel like I didn't give myself enough credit because I'm different. You know what I mean? There,、mm-hmm. there was no need to be scared because I'm not that same girl that we that I was. Like, yeah, and. I think finding something that I love and that's something something that's very close to my heart that it seems bigger than me and then so seems bigger than both of us like this purpose that I have in my life that it kind of like makes room for the love like to happen you know what I mean it, it's weird but、mm-hmm. by letting go and just surrendering like you kind of bring those the right people. In closer to you, I don't know if that makes sense. I'm like going off on tangents, but oh, I hear you. <laughs> yeah, no, you are making sense to me. I mean, I'm probably like in a very similar situation in terms of like my last breakup kind of catapulting me into like finding this community and doing all of this、yeah. self worth work or self awareness work,、mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. And yeah, I mean, I'm not with him now, but that is I can relate to everything that you said. Like as It relates to just wanting to take on other people's problems, like feeling other people's feelings, and just wanting、yeah. to do what other people do, and not really having that connection with yourself. And、mm-hmm. yeah, it's really reassuring to hear because I am still trying to like not throw myself off of my this path that I'm on. I'm trying not to like let myself get distracted with boys and things, you know. So <laughs> it has me like kind of scared to even try and date again,、yeah. just because I'm. Afraid of like losing that connection that I've finally found with myself, but、mm-hmm. it's really reassuring to hear that in your experience, like that even after you found love again, that connection with yourself still didn't go away. Like you still can hang on to that and really can't let go of it, even if you wanted to now, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> even if I wanted to, and the right person will make space for that for like this. Kind of journey that you're on and exploration. You know what I mean? Right, right. That's beautiful. There was this quote I heard. It said something like, "The most beautiful thing about love is that it changes." And I think、yeah. when we first fall in love with people, we assume that that's 
that we set the tone, you know, from then and there, like, if, like how yeah. the relationship started, how the dating went. And then <laughs> when you're official, it's like, whatever that state was, it's like, for whatever reason, we were led to believe that like time freezes and we have to like, yeah. meet that standard like, of that the relationship. High. Yeah. Yeah. Going. And so, so yeah, I think we all underestimate the power of love and yeah. how just beautiful and vast and just resilient and, you know, any other beautiful adjective you can explain for love <laughs> is evolving. <laughs> Evol- there you go. Evolving. evolving. I love that. Yes. I love that. <laughs> oh gosh. Hey everyone, Jen Amos here, taking a quick break in between our interviews as I always do. Uh, to actually talk about a new resource that I have personally been using for a couple of weeks now called Seven Cups. I want to give a shout out to Asia Hilario, who shared this resource in episode 29. So check it out. We live in a world where you can be surrounded by people, but still feel lonely with nobody to turn to when things get rough. But being heard is an important part of being human. Psychologist Glenn Mariotti, I think that's how you pronounce his last name, (laughs) saw that there was great power in listening, but he knew not everyone had someone to talk to. He started to wonder, how can I make being heard a reality for everyone? And that's why Seven Cups was born. Thanks to thousands of volunteer listeners, including myself, stepping up to lend a friendly ear, Seven Cups is happy to say, we're here for you. No matter who you are or what you're going through, this is a place where you'll be heard and cared for. We might be strangers on the surface, but underneath, we're just the friends you haven't met yet. Seven Cups has trained volunteer listeners available 24-7 to give emotional support or online chat. It's anonymous and, get this, completely free. When you need someone to talk to, we're here to listen and help you feel better. Learn more about 7 Cups today by visiting 7cups.com or, as always, you can check out the show notes for the link. And yeah, even the, just love yeah. for yourself, right? Like, to, sorry, Jen, were you going to No, gonna go, go ahead, something? go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, oh, yeah. All you. yeah, I found that, like, loving myself, like, is going to disappoint some people because I've been a big people pleaser my whole life and just always wanting to say yes. And and then I'm like, oh, shit, why did I do that? Like, and then I get into the, this whole, like, remorseful feeling, like, I, why did I say yes to this? I don't, I don't really want to do it. And then, so I, now I'm really trying to practice and it sounds easier than it really is but saying no is so hard for me and like Mm -hmm. saying no to like outings or or things or just like I've maybe like cut ties with a few people because like I've had to prioritize just myself you know what I mean and even though meditation like it's just sitting and breathing but a lot of things come up like you're healing like deep wounds that have been ignored for like your whole life and not only your wounds, but your ancestors' wounds mm. and like intergenerational trauma and stuff. So it's pretty exhausting. <laughs> and so what people see on the outside is something that's very passive and peaceful, but it's tiring. And I think knowing when you need to be alone and knowing when you need to be in the right community has been like a balancing act for me. Like not just saying yes to the people because I think they're going to be mad at me if I don't, but surrounding myself with people who I feel safe with and who can kind of nurture this discovery stage that I'm in and like judge me or 
say like that doesn't sound like that serious you know what I mean but who yeah it can really hold space I think yeah absolutely I think when you start to you know they say or what is it I've, I've heard before that if you want to change your life you change your friends <laughs> you know you got to change the yes. people that are around you and it, it's not to you know, put down those people. It's just that, you know, there's, there's also, I am just, I'm just full of quotes today. There's this other quote that said something (laughs) like, this was a funny one. It said like, oh, you've changed. And then the response was something about like, if you think about it, we, we were always changing. Like we're not who we were a decade ago, you know, like it's like, of course we're going to change. Like I was a baby once I was a toddler once (laughs) I was a teenager once. We're supposed to. Yeah. We're supposed to. What do you think? Yeah. And uh, oh, oh yeah, that's right. So on my Instagram feed, on my personal one, uh, the Jen Amos, in case anyone's wondering, I have this image on there with a picture of a caterpillar and a butterfly grabbing drinks. And Mm -hmm. the caterpillar says, you've changed. And the butterfly says, we're supposed to. And that's it. Like, I love that. Yeah, yeah, that's just a great explanation of like, yeah, uh, duh. Like, yeah, of course. Like, what do you what do you think? Like, why is that a bad thing? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And even like friends who are super supportive, like I love them. But then sometimes I can't hold maybe like all the things that that they're dealing with too because I still haven't like I wish I could be there like as strong as I'd like but yeah like I've found that empath in me is still very strong and present and with like all the awareness that my practice is bringing sometimes I can't be around certain friends and like and they have all like good intentions towards me but I know that they're carrying a lot on their own and kind of looking to me for like support and I think like a lot of people who are empathic can can relate to that you're like the friend that everyone goes to and um knowing that that bridge is not burned but like you can come back to it later you know like when you're strong enough you know what I mean right yeah, yeah or that's something that I'm learning yeah, yeah it's like not wrong you know, it's just about like reframing relationships even the one that you have with yourself and yeah. like learning how to reprioritize them and that's a constant kind of thing that you're juggling right yeah it's always a dance you know yeah i love it yeah i love this all <laughs> <laughs> me too we love you too jen <laughs> okay. um, yeah and uh i think i think it is important to like what what you're doing and setting boundaries is you're also setting an example you know to your friends the ones that turn to you and you're showing them like, hey, like in order for me to be available for you, I need to make space for myself so that I can come and be my best self when I'm ready to listen to you. But yeah, I just, I remember I used to just, I mean, I sort of still do it with my husband, but with everyone else, like I used to like just drop everything to be there for people. Like a part part of why yeah. I had been self-employed for most of my life is, or most of my adult life is because I chose this path to specifically you know, be there for my loved ones beck and call. Like I didn't realize right. that's what I did to myself. I was like, I was like, oh, now I have the life to be available for you, you know? <laughs> and and then yeah. I got to a point. It was crazy. I got to a point where like I realized that my loved ones didn't always need me. Like I remember I would <laughs> actively reach out to my best friend. I'd be like, hey, just want to check in with you. How's it going? And like maybe we talked for like 10 minutes. Like he was just fine. Like he was fine. And then after that, I remember I, I was feeling like after that call, um, I was feeling a little empty. I was like, huh, like I, I was able to build this life where I can be available for my loved ones because I thought they were in dire need of me and right. no one needs me right now. So like, 
the <laughs> yeah so that was kind of a clear sign that like I was building my life for the wrong reasons you know and uh oh, yeah and so anyway I just I remember that day where I was like huh like no one needs me right now it was a very weird <laughs> weird thing to process um yeah I don't I don't remember how I like overcame that but I, I just remember that moment where I was just like what like this is so strange like no one's calling me no one wants to tell me about their love life no one wants to tell right. me about just whatever they're yeah. going through yeah but, no that's totally me too I'm always like <laughs> who needs me like I feel I almost feel like how when you were describing your mom Jen were like do you need my card? Do you want the food that's on my plate? You want me to, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? I'm totally that person for like anyone who's around me. I just like, I like to feel needed. Yeah. <laughs> and like, if I'm not, then I feel kind of like a waste of space or like, you know what I mean? That's, I don't, and I don't know if that's tied to like Filipino culture or if that's just like personality thing. Like, I'm not exactly sure where that comes from. But again, like going back to making a connection with yourself and learning how to like literally just sit with yourself and your feelings and like yeah. confront them. Don't run from them. You know what I mean? I think that that, yeah. um, that kind of helps that process or, or eases it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, with that said, ladies, let's go ahead and move forward with the next question. <laughs> I know I love I love this conversation. We could obviously talk about it like all day. No. I was kind of thinking, I don't know when mental health awareness month is. I don't know if anyone knows, but I really want to just like how mm. last month was Filipino American History Month and we had a whole theme yeah. about it. I definitely mm-hmm. want to have a, a mental health awareness themed month as well and bring on yeah. uh, you know guests who who really want to talk about that and educate on that. So so Mel, we yeah, might I think it's in July. July. Yeah, July. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I think so. sounds, Oh, wait. I think it's May. Wait, let me look. Yeah, it's up. in the summer. Maybe I'm not so. exactly sure what month, but it's in the summer. Anyway, that in mind. <laughs> we'll figure it May. out. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's worth adding to the show is having a themed series of mental health awareness and and being yeah. present and self-love and care. It's almost been like the number one topic on all of our shows. So it's like, yeah, Pretty we much. might as well yeah. do a hyper into it. Yeah, that would be amazing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So let's keep note of that. All right. With that said, so Mel, we've hinted a little bit of your life today. So we got into uh, how you do meditation and how you have a yoga practice. Uh, I'd love for you to share a snapshot of your life today particularly what you feel like uh, keeps you really busy and most excited about life nowadays. Yeah. So nowadays, I'm just really excited to step into like this role as a meditation coach and building community around like our collective healing. I think more specifically, Filipino Americans, just because that's like the experience that I have and who I feel like I can serve the best and probably who don't have as much access to it. I really want to break down that wall for us. But yeah, and so I feel like that keeps me busy. And just starting this business has been an emotional roller coaster. It just brings up a lot of your baggage. And so I'm really learning to, again, welcome it. (laughs) I think that's like the theme of my life right now is just uh, allowing myself to hold all of it, you know what I mean? And like the sorrow, the joy that comes with it and the uncertainty, especially. I came from like a corporate background. I was working in fashion buying and I felt like that's where my life was headed or it was gonna, I was just on this path. I was gonna climb the corporate ladder. And so stepping into this is very new to me because it's like 
there's no structure and I just have to put myself out there. And <laughs> I was always kind of used to just being very timid and everything. And now it's really just sharing my story and trusting my voice. And that actually keeps me very busy. It's terrifying, but also very exciting. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And yeah, because I'm finding that my story does resonate with it. It resonates with a lot of people. And that just fills me with like a lot of joy. And even like working with my clients, I feel so filled up like by it. And I just hope that I can continue doing this work. And I came from, again, like the corporate background where I was just so burnt out and life just seemed very like I was like in the rat race, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And just like going from one thing to another, letting everything sway me and not really fully making decisions for myself. But now I feel like I'm designing this life that I want to live. And so, yeah, that I can that I'm able to even do this is like so crazy to me. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? And so it does feel like a gift. And it's like a privilege that I don't take lightly. I know that, you know, like my parents sacrificed a lot for me to be here, you know, and to be able to do this. And I'm very thankful that my mom is so supportive, you know, and she just trusts that I'll I'll figure it out. And then that gives me like the foundation that I need to just like launch. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I feel like it's possible. (laughs) So yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think that's beautiful. And the thing is that next year, uh, 2020 will be almost like it'll be my 10 year anniversary of being self employed. And oh my god, that's amazing. Congrats. It's amazing. But it's also (laughs) not amazing. Like it's not amazing, guys. Like I, I just put like I started blogging again. And I just recently made this post where I said, like, I feel compelled to de-romanticizing my life because yes, it's great. Like, yes, I get to live this lifestyle. I get to work from home. I get to work with my husband. You know, I get to choose my hours. Yes, that all sounds great and sexy. But it's also really hard, okay? Like you gotta work. You gotta work more than like you have to work like sixteen hours a day. You know, like you're constantly like there's no such thing as a break. You're constantly thinking of like how am I gonna market this? How are we going to get new clients? Oh my god! You know, you have to be resourceful. You have to like you know make sure you have money. You know, (laughs) like yeah, like there's there's all these things. And so I appreciate the compliments and just the you know congratulating me. Um, But I also like to be the first to say not, not. not that I'm trying to like repel anyone's compliments, but I, I also yeah. feel compelled to saying this because I think for some people who live in the corporate world, they're they're always looking at you know the other side of the fence, thinking you know the grass yeah. is greener on the other side. Well, it's greener if you water it and if you have water, you know, like if, right. you, can, if you actually can have the resources to do it. And yeah. so it's a crazy experience. But the reason why. I've chosen to do it. I mean, one, I I fell into it. I was fired from four jobs when I was in my (laughs) younger 20s. So there was that. But um, also, I and I told this to my mom a couple months ago. I said to her that, you know, I got a bachelor's degree. You know, I know the tools to get back into corporate America if I wanted to. You know, if I I, I really wanted to get a job, I know how to do it. Like, you gave me that privilege. You gave me that opportunity, you know, to go to school, you know, to get the education I need to volunteer here to get an internship, you know, to climb my way up the corporate ladder. Like I have all those tools. And because I have all those tools, I know I can fall back on that. You know, if it ever comes down Mm -hmm. to it, I can fall back on that. And so, so that's what I wanted to add, you know, to like the fact that you came from a corporate background. It's like, yeah, if you, if you, if, if you really wanted to get back into it, if you really needed to pay the bills, like you would know how to do that. 
right. and because yeah. and because you know how to do it, it's like, well, why not take a shot at pursuing your passion or pursuing what feels right for you? I agree totally. Like it, I was just thinking. I mean, I had been thinking about this for like two, three years already, but I was just so scared. And because I, I've been, I hear a lot of people just like talking about like the bad side of entrepreneurship. And so I was like, okay, like that doesn't sound fun, but also <laughs> like, like yeah, yeah. Also there's a bigger purpose that they're, you know, like that they're serving, you know what I mean? And I was mm-hmm. just like, I, this past, like, these past few months have just been like, just so crazy, like stepping into this. And yeah, it's definitely not glamorous. And you just have to put all of yourself out there. But I think I'm still happier than I was even like, um, in all of like this darkness, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I'm still happier than I was like, in my corporate role because I just knew that there was something bigger for me to do and every day was getting like I couldn't physically be there anymore because I was just like I don't know like there were like a lot of signs like you know but also physically like my body just like wouldn't like get up or like I was just so tired and then I knew that I wasn't honing in on you know these skills that that could potentially like help other people like hopefully you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and um yeah and at some point like that purpose and that faith it just became bigger than my fear and then I think that's what I'm like riding on right now and then um getting like new clients I get like so excited because I'm just like I just want to like feel connected to people and kind of like help them like return home to themselves and so I think like having this bigger purpose has been a nice like thing to fall back on maybe like yeah. I don't know and so I mean, and then for you like being in like business for yourself for 10 years I'm sure that you feel that way too otherwise you wouldn't have been an entrepreneur for so long right like absolutely I have burnt all bridges to <laughs> Consider. I mean, so before my husband and I moved to Virginia, I decided to pick up a part-time job. And um, mm-hmm. just for a little bit, I felt like our life was chaotic. I needed something stable. But yeah. <laughs> I, I immediately hated it. And I quit my job like 10 months later. Like it was just... <laughs> It was just awful. Well, I mean, there was more to the story. Like my boss was not not good to me. But as soon as I found out, like for, I didn't know this, but I thought you're required to give a two weeks notice. Mm -hmm. But then when the HR lady said, oh, I mean, you could, but you could also quit today. And I was like, Mm -hmm. really? And they're like, yeah, because you're like, I forgot what they called it. It was like, on. I forgot what it was. I don't care anymore. But basically when she told me that, (laughs) when she told me that I could quit that day, she was like, so what do you want to do? Do you want to do the two weeks or do you want to quit today? I was like, I want to quit today. And (laughs) (laughs) She's like, and so, so I remember like, like doing that. But you know, what I like about this journey is that I've never felt just like what you said, Mel, is that I've never felt more alive. Like, I feel like Mm -hmm. my life is so intentional. And I'm not sitting here daydreaming of what it'd be like to work in corporate America. You know, I'm not like wishing like, oh, (laughs) oh, I miss going into interviews. I miss dressing up, you know, (laughs) formally and, you know, trying to pitch myself. Oh, I miss it. You know, I don't like I I don't like at all. And I think that's a clear sign that we're meant to be where we're at today. The fact that you've chosen this path as, as, you know, like me, and it's like, yeah, like there's yeah. something about that purpose. The purpose makes the uncertainty so worth it, right? 
Right. Um, I think that's what yeah. we're trying to what we're trying to say here. And yes, <laughs> yeah. And and I also I, I say this to a lot of people, but there's no better time than now to be an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. like in America. Okay, everyone, like in America, because like even <laughs> if you fail, there are plenty of resources, organizations, people that are going to help you get back on your feet. Like it's just you have right. the internet. Like you have you can build a business straight from your phone. Like there's really no excuse other than what you're telling yourself. But the, the point is the opportunity is there and it's th- it's there for you to take. And and I think if you surround yourself with people who believe in you to do it, then I think it'll make it easier to make that leap. But otherwise, when you do make that leap, it's like, oh my God, like I can't jump back. Like I got, yeah. like, I got no choice but to do this. But yeah, no, definitely like the, the purpose outweighs the uncertainty. I think that's really, really it. And it's been an incredible journey. My every year, year looks different. Every day looks different. Um, but I love it. Like I love the uncertainty and I mean, I I love, I have a love hate relationship with it, but I love it more than I hate it. So, so anyway, there's my, there's my entrepreneurial talk for today. (laughs) Yes. I love it. Yeah. (laughs) That like brings me comfort. (laughs) Yeah. 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 No, it's all good. Especially uh, also, I have to give a shout out to two big communities. There's Entreprenize with an S and there's Entrepreneurship. And I believe Entreprenize is a NorCal and then uh, entrepreneurship is in SoCal in, yeah. in Southern California. And it's just these two awesome communities of Filipinas in business. So it turns out a lot of us <laughs> have side hustles or have full hustles or have businesses. And I think the more we see that, the more confident we feel in, in taking this, you know, unpaved path. Right. Yeah, I agree. Entrepreneurship has been, I did an event with them and just being a part of that community also, it just, it kind of makes you redefine like what's possible for you and mm-hmm. you're like, oh, they're doing it. And so I can do it too, you know, and that representation really matters because up until then I didn't see like anyone else who looked like me, like that was doing this. And so that really changed my whole perspective to it. Like, oh, I can do this because they're just like me. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. 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 I feel like this will be my last thing uh, that I mean, I can go on about this forever. But I think when like, you it. let go of that fear of like, maybe financial stability, because I, I think that's what our, spare, mm-hmm. our what our parents have sacrificed, you know, <laughs> they made all these sacrifices so we can be financially stable. But I think when you kind of like, let go of that fear or realize that, you know, the type of financial stability you're looking for it comes later like there's a delayed gratification Mm -hmm. to it when you kind of get to that mindset you're like okay I can do this like I'm willing to make these sacrifices I'm willing to make mistakes I'm willing to humiliate myself I'm willing to put myself (laughs) out there and laugh at myself because the prize is it's it's a little down the road but it's there and it's all about having that faith you know, and what you're doing. Anyway, that's it. Not yes, even. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I, 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 I feel like I could just ramble about this forever. So. <laughs> Sorry, I, I got this I an got, entrepreneurship show. 
<laughs> well, that's okay, too. I got uh, kicked out of my conference room, so I'm just hanging oh, out no. awkwardly here in the hallway. Oh. <laughs> Sorry oh, no. if you guys hear the elevators. And <laughs> oh, no, that's, that's okay. Okay. Well, we're going to wrap up soon, so so hopefully you won't be awkwardly standing there for too long. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I got, like, disconnected and everything. I had to call back in, so I missed oh, a really? good portion of that. Yeah. Oh, no worries. No worries. You'll, you'll hear the replay, but we are just basically getting yes. into this whole entrepreneur talk, and it was awesome. Okay, yes. great. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, with that said, let's go ahead and get into one of my most favorite questions of our show. And that's sharing a life lesson and a story. And the reason why we're doing this is uh, eventually we want to be able to collect uh, 365 stories and life lessons that we can publish into a book that is, you know, one other thing that we can contribute to the Filipino American uh, community. So with that said, Mel, the quote that you wanted to share with us today is by, oh my God, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Is it Oh man, I know this book too. Is it Coelho? Coelho? I think so. I don't like know exactly either how to pronounce it, but that sounds right. Okay. I'll I'll butcher it for us. It's fine. (laughs) Right. Okay. So Mel, the quote that you wanted to share today is by Paula Coelho uh, from The Alchemist. And if anyone wants to correct the way I pronounce his last name, please do so. (laughs) Anyway, his quote is, you will never be able to escape from your heart. So it's better to listen to what it has to say. Mel, I'd love for you to elaborate on this quote and also share what aspect or what story in your life led you to this quote. Yeah, listeners, like if there's something in you that's present and alive in your heart that you want to go for and that's calling to you, it's worth exploring and diving into and just know that if it's right for you, even if like you keep ignoring it, it'll come back and it'll tug at you until you listen. And so I feel like that happened to me um when I was doing my yoga training and finding out that what I thought were weaknesses were strengths in this industry, like holistic healing kind of sector. And where I had previously been in the fashion industry, those were looked at as weaknesses. And so I kind of just tried to like repress this and kind of like, I'll just keep going on this path that I thought I was going to go on. And then I was just like, okay, I can't do this anymore. There's something in me that like, will not shut up like I just have Mm -hmm. to like leave um, because it's not where I want to be and then I just took time off and then I savings obviously but um, I gave myself time to kind of like just be curious and then really hone in on my skills in teaching yoga and everything and then I went back to the corporate office because I was like oh you can't teach like it's too hard to make a living off of this and Mm. like you're I'm always going to be poor and stuff like that so I got scared and then went back to the corporate life and then again something in me was just like I was teaching at nighttime and I was just like I I want more than this I want it to be flipped around like most of my life be this yoga and like healing community and then I don't really want this corporate life anymore and so yeah, I was just like, I don't want to compartmentalize anymore. Like I need to, I need to make this like a lifestyle rather than like a side gig, you know what I mean? And then so Mm -hmm. I spent many years and just kind of figuring out my plan and what I was going to do until I was just like, I can't even 
stand it anymore. And I remember I was working with my mentor, my meditation mentor. Her name is Charlotte. Her Instagram is Lotus in a Sea of Fire. <laughs> she helped me tremendously. And I remember when we started working together, I told her that I would give myself seven years to build myself up as a meditation coach and, and everything and just have this on the side. And then by the end of our, our time together, which is only three months, I had quit my job. And wow. I was just like, I'm just going to go in. And it kind of gave me, I don't know, I, I just like grew some balls. I was like, for some reason, I, I, I was like, it was definitely a reclamation, like of my power, of my voice, of my spirit, of everything that I realized that I was the only one holding myself back. Like I had savings, mm -hmm. I had everything that I need to be safe. You know what I mean? And by staying in that office, that job, like, and I just want to like, make sure that everyone understands like that's okay for some people that's what their calling is you know what i mean but if you mm -hmm. have something different that's calling to your spirit then follow it but yeah like uh i forgot what i was saying <laughs> but yeah there was just something in me that like couldn't stay in that job anymore and I, i started to really plan and and then i had more opportunities teaching and it just was getting too hard to balance until it was just like i have to quit it wasn't even like my choice anymore. I felt like wow. I had to do it, you know, and so the universe will, as long as you plant this seed and just hoping like that it'll flower at some point and we never know when it will flower because I thought it would be a long time from now. But when you really cultivate that trust within yourself, you're just like, hey, I'm unstoppable. I can do this. I know that it'll be hard, but I'm, I'm smart, you know, like I can mm -hmm. figure this out. And It's unpaved, like you said, Jen, but I think you mentioned before, like we're much more resilient than we think we are mm -hmm. or than, yeah, we, we don't give ourselves that much credit, like, you know, and so, yeah, just that. <laughs> Beautiful. And I feel like I have to put a disclaimer here for anyone, like in case we're like offending anyone that you are working yeah. in corporate America. It's yeah. uh, I like that's not our intention here. Obviously, if I was right. able to hold down a job, I would have done it. <laughs> Same. Um, <Me> too. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I think it's really just sharing that story of how you followed your heart and your heart was speaking louder than your mind and the mm -hmm. universe conspired in your favor. And before you know it, you like you just said, you had no choice but to quit and embrace, you know, the entrepreneurial life uh, full time. Yeah. So I just think it's so beautiful. And I think a lot of us, we fall into entrepreneurship on accident, you know, like it, mm -hmm. there's either this deep desire or, you know, you mess up like me and get fired. <laughs> um, but, you know, but no, I, I think it's beautiful. And I, I appreciate you sharing that. And I hope to our listeners, this story inspires you to follow your heart, not compare yourself to us and yeah. the crazy life we chose, but to yeah. listen to your heart, because it's, it's a very courageous thing to do to listen to your heart and actually follow it. I think a lot of people are frustrated in general because they don't want to listen mm -hmm. to their heart, you know, and right. they are yeah. more comfortable. That's a uh, conflict. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you're more yeah. comfortable being uncomfortable. Like you're, you're comfortable in, in your discomfort. Right. And yeah. but it's familiar. It's like, I know how to feel uncomfortable in this, this situation. And I want to stay right. in this situation, you know, unless life happens to you where you do lose your job or they cut your pay or they cut your hours. And hopefully then the universe will like, you'll hear what the universe is trying to say to you. But until yeah. then, you know, hopefully this story that Mel, I appreciate you sharing inspires you, the listener to start listening to your heart, just give your heart a chance and, you know, just sit with your heart and be like, yeah. Hey heart, how's it going? <laughs> you know, yeah, like, what's literally. on your mind today? <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, and I do that often, actually. I'm like, what, what's here today? Like, what are you feeling? What yeah. is, like, because I've spent so long ignoring it, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. now it has a lot to say. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I, um, the way that I talk to my heart, I talk to my inner child. So her uh, name is Jennifer. So Jennifer's my full name. And I had abandoned that name really early, like when I lost my dad, because my family would call me Jennifer, you know, only only my family calls me Jennifer. And so I, I kind of disconnected with that identity. And so now I'm in a place where it's like, when I check in with myself, I check in with Jennifer. And I say, Hey, Jennifer, how's it going? What's on your mind? I can tell you're frustrated, you know, yeah. <laughs> and, and uh, there's something really empowering about that when you can like, you know, connect with your heart uh, in that way. That is so beautiful. Like, thank you for sharing. Because I think yeah, a lot of my journey has been, yeah, talking to my inner child too. And even just knowing that she's there, I was like, oh, she's like, she's definitely here. And she has a lot of feelings, you know what I mean? And so always checking in on her regularly, because yeah, she just wants to be held, you know, and rather than pushed away, which we often do. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. Well, Mel, thank you so much for being with us today, you know, giving a snapshot of your life and sharing your background and talking about how powerful love is, and meditation Mm -hmm. and yoga. Let me see. I want to check in with Nani before we go. I, I know Nani, you're probably still in the hallway, but did you have any like thoughts that you, <laughs> feel, you feel like you're uh, able to I, share right now? <laughs> yeah, I do. As the only one on this call that is still working currently in the hallway of corporate America. <laughs> Obviously, I cannot speak all my thoughts at this very moment, but <laughs> but I totally relate to your story. And I myself have gone through essentially 10 years of just being fired job after job after mm. job and feeling that tug. Yeah. And I've, I've even gone as far, you know, as to leave to other things and have not really been successful in that either in the past. And yet, you know, here I am, I still feel that tug. And so mm. your story really, it really resonates with me and just kind of makes me think about how I can connect more with myself in order to find, you know, how to serve that to the world because I feel it. I just don't know what to do with it yet. Mm. So yeah, b- both of your stories are very inspiring and beautiful and Thank you both for sharing. Oh, thank you, Nani. <laughs> yeah, and Nani, I want to applaud you for all the self, you know, self work or the inner work you've been doing this entire year. I mean, especially since I've met oh, you. So yeah. I very well think that you're on your way there. And you know, what better way to kind of entertain that tug in a in a safe environment like this? So right. yeah. I just want to applaud you for that and and acknowledge that and let you know that I see it. I see what I see the change happening in you. <laughs> oh, thank you. So I, I appreciate that. Yeah. No, I, I really, really, really appreciate that. Thank you, Jen. Yes. Mm. Yes. Okay, ladies. <laughs> Obviously, talk forever. But let's go ahead and wrap this up. Mel, do you have any closing thoughts for our listeners before we go? I, I think just remembering that joy and inner ease are they're our birthright. And I think I struggled a lot in isolation with anxiety and depression. And I just want, like, our fellow Penai's and Pinoy's <laughs> and everyone to know that this is for us. It's a safe thing for us to explore, like our healing and what's on the other side is really beautiful. And yeah, I just used to think that like wellness and holistic healing were just for like rich white people because I didn't see anyone again who looked like me. 
and that's what's like presented to us in the media. But I just want to, again, like destigmatize it. But you guys are already doing that for us, doing the work in that. So I just want to thank you guys. And yeah, that it's letting everyone know that it's safe to explore here. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yes, everyone, you can come out now. It's safe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> not going to bite. At least Nani and I are right. not going to bite. Yeah, I will not either. <laughs> I promise. Yeah. And Mel. No biting. No biting. <laughs> We're just no playing on no, no bite. Awesome. I love it. Mel, for people that want to learn more about your practice and the good work that you're doing today, how can they get a hold of you? I think Instagram would be best. It's a certain softness. So yeah, I think I do most of my posting there. So yeah, please find me and I'd love to connect. Awesome. And I will include that in the show notes for anyone who didn't catch that the first time or don't know how to spell that. But I feel like a certain soft, pretty self-explanatory, but I will include it anyway because I'm generous. Okay, cool. (laughs) All right. So nice. (laughs) Yes. Well, Mel and Nani, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you both today. I really enjoyed our conversation today and I have a feeling this won't be the last. So with that said, and also our listeners, I want to thank you all for listening. We hope that you got a lot of value from this and if you feel compelled please check out the show notes to see how you can get a hold of myself nani or mel all right ladies well thank you both so much for your time and thank you to our listeners and we look forward to speaking with you all in the next episode tune in next time bye thank you